You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Welcome to another episode of the Why Not Mint Money podcast. I'm your for session and today we're delving into the world of mutual fund investing platforms. Yes, you've made the decision to invest. You've even picked your preferred mutual fund. But what next? That's the question we are answering today. Now you might think you can start investing in just 15 minutes using popular fintech apps like Grow or Paytm Money. But it's not quite simple, is it? Our guest Ravi Saraugi is here to share some valuable insights. He's an expert in the field and he's going to reveal why these apps might have more on their agenda than just helping you invest. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Ravi, thanks for coming to Why Not Mint Money show. You know, today uh, we're going to talk about how to invest in mutual funds using various platforms. And you know, uh, mutual funds are uh, getting all the attention it deserves after a very long time and people are now finally getting the hang of you know putting their money in a instrument like mutual fund but there are various ways to invest in a mutual fund and a uh, lot of people are confused you know whether to uh, invest through apps like grow zero the coin or whether they should buy the mutual fund units directly from the company amc itself or should they go with registered and transfer agencies like cams and carvi or alternatively they can go through a mutual fund distributor or an rirai so uh, ravi let's go through this one by one and let me know what you think would be the best so let's first start by talking about the apps what do you think about you know this apps like grow and zero the where we can you know invest our money in in a couple of minutes so thanks uh, thanks sachin for uh, you know inviting me looking forward to this discussion with you uh, so you have outlined very well uh, what are the different ways that people can use to invest in mutual funds and in recent uh, you know couple of years direct mutual fund apps uh, have gained a lot of prominence and i think uh you know the biggest advantage of investing through them and many of them facilitate investment in direct plan of mutual funds is uh the benefit is they are very user friendly uh you know their uh, user interface allows for quick you know buying and selling and because uh you know you can at one place see all the different kinds of mutual funds so it makes the process of uh you know buying and selling mutual funds much more easier so you know that's i think the key benefit of using direct mutual funds app uh in terms of the limitations uh you know the direct mutual funds app uh you know will showcase many options so you know the buyer of the mutual fund has to judge uh you know which is suitable for them so they may actually require assistance even if they are using a direct mutual fund app they could require an assistance of an advisor to select also i think but the b- bigger challenge really is that in the absence of uh, these apps having a clear revenue model uh, the question that investors have to ask is uh, you know uh, what is the future 
ways through which these apps will learn are they trying to cross sell any products uh, you know and what is uh, you know uh, what is the monetization plan for each of these platforms yes yes and ravi will uh, go into that uh, topic very deeply and that's the main agenda of our podcast right how this apps earn money because uh, they are not uh, in the current model they are not allowed to earn much money from offering direct plans so the real question is how do they earn money but before going into that ravi can we also talk about companies directly offering mutual funds to their clients so when companies offer it directly to the clients the intermediary goes away right so what do you think about this channel of you know routing your investment yeah i think see there is no uh, you know whether you should use the services of an intermediary or an advisor to invest in a mutual fund or whether you should do it directly it depends uh, you know from person to person if an individual uh, you know feels that you know they are empowered enough with the knowledge to select mutual funds then they can completely bypass uh, you know any uh, you know middle person and invest directly but for most people you know they would require uh, you know assistance and, and that is where it becomes important to invest in mutual funds through a middle person it could be an intermediary it could be an advisor it could be a distributor uh the key point is that uh you know even for people who feel empowered enough with the knowledge to invest in mutual funds it may make sense still to go through a middle person uh primarily because of behavior management uh you know so we may know a lot but if we have a trusted advisor they'll be able to guide us through that journey you know they will not be panic selling you know we may not Uh, we will we, we'll make sure that we stick to a plan so in all of those behavioral aspects uh, right and uh, an advisor uh, you know can add a lot of value and ravi also about the uh, distributor side uh, insurances mostly lic policies are mostly distributed by uh, distributors and even in the case of mutual funds uh since when it came into existence since the 1960s to you know the early 2000 the sole um mechanism by which companies could sell mutual fund was through this distributor right so this number might be slightly coming down due to the coming up of new tech uh, but i mean when should people choose a distributor uh to you know uh, handhold them in their in- investment and yeah when when do they come in handy so i think uh, uh you know a distributor for example plays an important role in uh, the distribution of the mutual funds uh you know and this is across not only large cities but even very very small cities in india so there is an important role being played by them and for most people uh you know for example when we look at uh, you know direct mutual fund apps I think there is still a very small proportion of people you know would be comfortable investing through that uh, route. Most people would require a significant amount of handholding. They may not be comfortable using online payment gateways. They may not be they may actually require uh, you know a brick and mortar structure where they can go and meet somebody in person and then invest. So I think uh, you know while direct mutual fund apps uh, have made uh, you know a, a good start but the sample size for these direct mutual fund apps still continue to be 
uh, you know the, the number of dmat account holders in the country roughly but for a large segment of the population uh, you know i think whether it is distribution or whether it is uh, you know using an advisor like an ria i think these segments uh, you know will continue to play a very very important role i think when we look at uh, you know social media uh, you know and we look at the do it yourself uh, crowd and we look at the various people who frequent personal finance websites i think we may get an impression that uh, you know people are very comfortable investing themselves but i think the do it yourself crowd is very very limited in size most people in our experience uh, you know require a significant amount of hand holding right that's true so uh, what ravi's limited point is uh, although, although people can invest without any intermediary or without any hand holding from advisor for most people that doesn't make much sense because you know some of us are doctors lawyers and professors and we don't necessarily work in the financial sector and you know a lot of people would still need some kind of hand holding to afford their in- investment but ravi coming to the main uh, point uh, topic of this podcast um, you know let's start talking about how this direct mutual fund apps earn earn money so uh, before we begin i'll just give you a anecdote of how now this uh, people within let's say uh, uh, from the age of 25 to 35 how they would normally go about uh, doing their mutual fund investment so you know now then what happens is uh, young uh, folks like me we would get to hear about a trending mutual fund on twitter or some some of my friend would you know just recommend me to invest in this mutual fund and the next thing we do is you know go to the popular apps right when i say popular app these are names like grow uh, zero da in money kuvera paytm money and lots and lots of the direct uh, mutual fund investments are you know now uh, routed through this channel but the uh, main question and mystery is you know they don't earn any money from offering this direct mutual funds so ravi how should one think about this and how do this Uh, apps actually earn money what's their game plan yeah so so i think uh, previously this was a big question mark but after sebi introduced the execution on the platform guidelines so most of these uh, you know direct mutual fund uh, you know platforms will either have to register themselves with the amc and earn a transaction fee for every transaction that they facilitate or they have to charge the users uh, you know for uh, making use of a direct mutual fund app i think uh, so for example if you if you recall when zerotha introduced its coin platform i think they had put a very small fee of i think 50 rupees a month uh, it's a very meager fee for using that platform but they had to roll back that even meager fee uh, you know because other mutual fund apps were providing that services for free so i think direct mutual fund apps may choose the route of earning transaction fee from the mutual fund companies for facilitating transactions now how much revenue can come to that we don't know only time will tell but i think the other you know game plan for direct mutual fund apps could be that once you have a person in your ecosystem let's say through the direct mutual fund route then you can cross sell other financial products and that could be stocks 
investing in dedex stocks uh, investing in fno uh, investing in you know maybe insurance so i think you know for a lot of these dedex mutual fund you know platforms you know uh, it, it could be a lot about getting uh, a client in the ecosystem and then figuring out monetization through cross selling of financial products that's interesting so uh, even though the new regulation has come out saying there is some visibility on how uh, apps can uh, still earn money by offering direct plans uh, but the main business pro- proposition is to get users into their platform by offering this uh, lucrative free direct mutual fund plan and then slowly cross sell so ravi you know i was talking to the paytm money ceo varun and he told me that they are not very keen on uh, uh, uh you know uh getting on 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 board in the execution only platform where they can earn a uh, small revenue from uh, offering direct plans so at the moment they don't plan to earn anything either uh, f- uh, by offering this one uh, by offering direct direct plans so at least in the near future you know their main business propo- proposition is to get user in the platform get hooked on to the platform and then they can cross sell other uh, profit making products so ravi just wanted to ask so when you say they can you know start cross cross selling other product uh, what normally are this uh, uh, you know uh, uh, products uh, which they tend to cross sell and are they good for the financial health of you know people um, who are in the in this apps yeah so we will have to see how you know that pans out uh, but if uh, we were to see most direct mutual fund uh, you know apps they are providing uh, you know mutual funds under a broker license so essentially uh, you know that's the license being used so earlier when direct mutual fund apps came many of them were using an RIA license to provide mutual fund transaction services and the hope was that uh, you know clients would graduate to becoming you know RIA clients and undertake full financial planning and other comprehensive uh, you know investment advisory services but i think because of significant uh, regulations uh, in uh, RIAs uh, you know it's very very compliance heavy i think most apps have changed that strategy and uh, you know for instance you know paytm money uh, shifted from uh, providing mutual fund transaction services from an RIA model to a broker model so in a in, in a broker model the easiest product to cross sell is of course investing in direct stocks and fno uh, uh, but that brings into question suitability uh, you know somebody who's investing in mutual fund is investing in that product because they don't want to spend time selecting individual stocks or they may not have the time capability and energy to select individual stocks so when a mutual fund investor starts investing in direct stocks or uh, you know even riskier fno uh, it could be very very counterproductive so that's something that uh, you know uh, has to be seen uh, whether that pans out like that or not so uh, we even pointed this out in our mint article so what we found out was that you know most of this app not all but most of this apps when they uh, 
start their launch they would uh, earlier start by using a ria license so what this simply means is uh, if you use an ria license you can offer only mutual funds uh, to the platform users and you cannot uh, you know enable the stock and futures option but after a point of time when they get a significant amount of users they tend to tran- transition to a stock broker code and um, what happened then is they can start offering fno and uh, um, day trading option which is uh, you know the real revenue making proposition for this app uh, but ravi lots of our you know listeners would want to know uh, how do they plat- uh, uh, pu- uh, platform prove their investment so what this simply means is how uh, what is the best best platform for their investments to be and you know to remove the you know uh, scope of apps miss selling or cross selling various uh, other products uh, to them so what's the uh, way to go about it according to you yeah so i think you know as you mentioned you know in an ria model uh when you are providing mutual fund services you can actually provide other services as well but it's much more heavily regulated it's so heavily regulated that for most apps i think uh you know the easier route out was to take a uh, you know do this activity under the broker license i think uh you know as this uh you know platforms graduate to either becoming an execution on the platforms or remaining as in in the case of an execution on the platform the sebi's regulations are quite comprehensive and i think there uh, you know there are checks and balances in place uh, you know for any cross selling to happen you know i think uh, you know as that set of regulations develop more i think uh, it's not going to be uh, you know easy for somebody to cross sell different products to you know an execution on the platform client but for models which remain under a broker you know code uh, and essentially a broker i think uh, a lot more can be done to just ensure that uh, proper suitability tests are done you know before you know cross selling opportunities uh, you know uh, are, are taken i think from a regulator point of view they have been quite forthcoming in coming out with data showing uh, you know that uh, what uh, the the losses that people make when they dabble in fno without being properly trained uh, in the case of direct stocks uh, you know there are more than adequate stories where people have burned their hands so i think uh, you know we just need to emphasize that and uh, you know ensure proper suitability before any cross selling happens uh, so ravi uh... what apps what route should people choose to uh, you know route their investment yeah so i think yeah that's a very loaded question you know i would say that uh, there is no universal answer to that uh, you know but so for example you know we 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 have clients who actually invest in mutual funds from the asset management company's website they don't mind keeping multiple logins and they do that we we have you know we see people who use uh, you know my camps and carve fintech and now people are using my central as a centralized platform for mutual fund transactions and then of course you know we have people using direct mutual fund apps and either going through the mutual fund uh, distributor route or an ria route i think each of these have their own set of positives and negatives 
but the key message uh, you know for the you know investor is that they need to platform proof their investments irrespective of which route they are using to invest they need to ask a question that if the intermediary or the middle person through which i have invested if they cease to exist or you know they don't want to use those services anymore can they directly control their mutual funds or not so i think that is very very important so for example if you are using a direct mf app and let's say there are changes in the direct mf app uh, you know which you don't like can you control your investments without logging into the direct mutual fund app similarly if you are investing through a distributor can you do buying and selling completely bypassing that distributor so you have to take steps at your end to ensure that if the circumstances so demand you should be able to fully control your mutual fund investments so ravi what would be the best way to go about you know what you said to you know have the control of mutual fund in our own hands so um this there there is no perfect answer but what is the best way uh, according to you? so i think uh, the easier way out is to make sure that you are registered in mf central uh, because that provides you with the ability to not only see all your mutual fund holdings but also transact in them as well as carry out service requests as well address change uh, you know bank mandate change or any other kinds of service requests so you can use mf central or you can use mycams and carve fintech so all of these three uh, you know portals are provided by registered and transferred agents of mutual fund which is scams and carve and they are not into the business of selling financial products or services so those are safe places uh, to make sure you have registrations there that's the easier route and that's something which is a low hanging fruit each of one of us should do that what you can also do is you can register yourself individually in each mutual fund company's website so let's say if you are holding five different mutual funds from five different mutual fund companies you can go and register yourself in each of those mutual fund companies website and keep it as a backup now it it could be cumbersome to have registrations on each of those places but it's a one time process and you're not going to be using it often but just as a backup that even for example if you lose access to an rta enabled platform you know you can still go to the amc platform and see your investments directly and manage it there so i think these are the two easiest routes uh, that people can use to completely platform proof their investments got it so ravi with that you know, uh, thank you so much for coming to the why not men money show uh, but before we let you go could you recommend uh, in an interesting book or a movie or a show that helped you in your developing your investment mindset or in your in, in investment journey so to say so any interesting uh, thing you have in mind so i think uh, you know i if i have to pick one uh, i would recommend uh, you know morgan housel's the psychology of money oh yes i think that's a that's a brilliant book uh because what we realize in our own advisory practice is that investing is not so much about knowledge it's about behavior and i think that book does a fantastic job of you know instilling this point in investors yes morgan housel is also my personal favorite so that's a great you know great yeah so thank you so much ravi and hope to see you soon 
Thanks so much Sachin really enjoyed speaking uh, have a good day That brings us to the end of today's episode if you would like to know more about this topic then you can reach out to me on Twitter I go by the username @sachinnj or LinkedIn using my full name that is Sachin Ningthokongjam we would be happy to take your suggestions that's all from our side thanks for tuning in see you in the next episode Stay updated on this podcast. Follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 